And it, it really comes down to the question, and this is what we'll talk about a lot today with Kanye, is does the artist have a responsibility to please the audience? If you think the artist's primary job is to please the audience, then that is why Drake's catalog exists. And that's why Marvel exists. And I like Marvel and I like Drake. If you think that an artist's job is to express their vision, to serve their own vision, and to share that with you, that's why there's Kanye West. That's why there's George Lucas. That's why there's Pablo Picasso. And like, and it's it's confusing because you know you, you watch episode one, you're like, did did that weird like frog dude just like step in poop? Like, oh, you know, like it's yeah. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet, so I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to you. I've been meaning to listen to who that Why don't you come over and talk about it? Ooh. 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 Why don't you come over and talk about it? We're not going to use any of that. <laughs> what? That's, you should use just that. Use just that. I was about to go on my whole tirade about how She-Hulk is the best thing Marvel's ever done, but that's fine. Okay, okay, that's another one I need to check out. That that is that is a mic drop. What? I love love Tatiana. She-Hulk is so good, but anyway, it doesn't matter. The reason that She-Hulk is good is in terms of the relationship to the audience. The it's a TV show that's about pissing off the audience, and the more pissed off you get, the more the show is succeeding. So it's never there's never been a show like it before. You're right. So anyways, you're so right. And and also I have a daughter, so it's a, it's very easy to like watch with her. Be like, yes, that's yeah, oh, you ex- know exactly how you feel when the boys in your school talk to you like that. That's how it feels. Yeah. So. <laughs> I haven't seen the show yet, but I just like that one shot. Like she's doing that monologue about just like you know women are angry all the time, and like Hulk is like. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I am listening. I am like I am an ally. Exactly. Uh, but it's just like a CGI monster yeah. like doing reaction shots. But hey everybody, welcome to I've been meaning to listen to that, the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. And I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. And uh yeah, we've uh I really wish that the circumstances for this episode were better. I would have loved this to be just like a recurring thing. I would have loved to have, uh, you know, these two on to talk about like Jesus is King, like uh, as its own entity and like, yay. And Kitsy Ghost as his own entity, but it we'll talk about it a little bit later, but let's just, uh, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of things to talk about. So let's just introduce our guests. Uh, we got this guy, Stanley Philippe, over here. What's your deal? What's up, everyone? Hello. Stanley Philippe here. I am a a fan of Yay, and I will be talking about my struggles with fandom. And uh, I'm a great guy. I'm a nice person. I'm, <laughs> I live in Canada, so I say A a lot and love being on the podcast. We also have, like, uh, past, past favorite guest, uh, uh, one of my favorite YouTubers of all time, genuinely, I, I like watch his stuff all the time. It's like really, I found him through his like Donda review. And then just like from there, it, my appreciation and like my worldview, like changed a lot. Thanks to this guy. So, uh, yeah, we got this great guy. Uh, Professor Sky is here. <laughs> hey, 
nice, nice to be back again with you guys. I, I don't think, I don't think we're done. I don't think we're done talking about Kanye. I'm not sure if there's a redemption arc. We may talk about that, but the part of the issue is the Kanye industrial complex is so great. And you know, this as any content creator, like Kanye is the gift that just keeps giving. And anyways, so I bet we'll get another episode in. That's my prediction. It might be in a couple of years, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but I think the way to start uh, this episode is, um, I think like this is like I wrote this like kind of thing in my stories like before it was after the Lex Fridman interview, which like I thought there were some positive things. I thought it was heading towards a more positive <laughs> direction. Uh, like I was like, it was like, there was some really unpleasant stuff in there, but it was like, okay, he's apologizing. He's like trying to have a conversation. That's good. Um, but I was still like, kind of like, I think I need to like cool my jets a little bit. I need to like, just like chill out a little bit. So this is the, this is like this. I think I just want to start with like just reading this letter that I wrote. Let's hear it. Yeah, I think I might have to officially cut ties or at least distance myself distance myself from Ye. I genuinely think he's one of the greatest living artists of our generation, but I don't know if I could keep living like this with the shame and sadness and anxiety. I hate that he fucked this all up. I hate that he repays, repays his fans who love him and admire him like this and hurts him so consistently. I hate that he stained one of the best discographies of all time. I hate that he sped up white supremacy and anti-Semitism, gave it more legitimacy. I hate that he fucked up his beautiful mission of defeating classism by making fashion and music accessible and making a better world for artists by being a selfish dude who refuses to get help. Uh, I hate that I still care about him. I hate how alone this is making me feel. I hate that his fashion and music can still affect me in a meaningful way. I hate that there's no way to ignore or shut it off. I hate that we'll probably watch him get worse, hurt more people or potentially die. Um, so it sucks because he was in a position to actually make a meaningful change with record labels and corrupt contracts and such. But now because of his anti-Semitism, no one will take that seriously and things will <laughs> continue to be bad. Uh, I really resonate with his idea that we are orphans of capitalism. We live in a trauma economy where we're fed demoralizing violent images that make us consume to numb ourselves. I knew that he was a bad person. I knew he was a capitalist grifter, but I gleaned daily inspiration from him every day and rocked with his vision and viewed him as like a creative father figure. Um, obviously being bipolar doesn't make you racist, but it's clear he's in massive psychic pain that needs to be healed and addressed and isn't helped by his condition. There needs to be some compassion for a mental illness that isn't fully, that isn't fully destigmatized. I also want to be humble because I too can be susceptible to propaganda at the same time, he needs to be held accountable in a genuine way beyond removing his income streams. Uh, he did apologize a few times several days ago before the Alex Jones interview. Um, but severe damage has been done in a way that I can't just let go of and I can't just go back to admiring and respecting and loving him the way I did. I want to take some responsibility for supporting him to the point where I got here. I knew that this was a risk, but I looked the other way or looked past it. We need to protect our civilization from anti-Semitism, white supremacy, and the least I could do is not support the person who supports these ideals. That's a difficult thing to think of all the people he's hurt and are living in fear, then to put on a Yeezy hoodie or listen to his music and go, I rock with this, even though it has nothing to do with the shitty parts and it still really sits wrong on my conscience. 
Um, sometimes I can't help notice the hypocrisies where I see a celebrity repost that horrible banner on their feed, uh, which is like in one can argue the definition of spreading hate. And then literally a day later, posting a picture of them at Harry Potter world, whereas JK Rowling still a billionaire and still has ma- massive influence in anti-trans spaces. I envy those who love Prince and Bowie and Michael Jackson without having the stigma that they're pro pedophilia, pro domestic abuse. I know it's selfish, but that's not the point. Um, I don't know. It's hard. It's sad to know that the art you love is probably gone. I want to hold the art I love in a protective glass where no one can take that away from me, but I understand that it's not that important. I probably will fail at being ideologically pure and I have to show myself grace as if I'm grieving a loved one, but I do want to stand for what's important and not just appear like I'm good, but actually be good. I hope someday there'll be a light at the end of the tunnel and the great empowering empowering beautiful music will survive and the good will outlast the bad at idk i'm very sad <laughs> so <laughs> this is yeah i wrote this to congress uh like hopefully they'll get back to me so i don't know like how does that reach you y'all <laughs> i guess just like this this is a starting point for the episode well i i think i mean the the thing i'm thinking about is the the the, I mean, I don't know if you want to get directly into the sort of uh, the anti-Semitism question and the and the the way his music reaches you and the difference between, say, uh, Rowling and Kanye in terms of the in terms of the feelings that we get. Um, so, is that too early to jump into? No, no go ahead, go ahead. Just just because you mentioned it, and so I'm thinking. Um, you know, I I have trans friends and. Um, I have a trans friend who told me that, that she doesn't mind at all if uh, if I still want to want to watch uh, Harry Potter or read Harry Potter, and I told her like it's not my choice. I can't like I cannot enjoy it. It's not that I am saying this is wrong. It's that I I hear the voice, I I see it, and it, it makes me sick. It's like Clockwork Orange or something. Like I start bur- <laughs> like that's how it feels for me. To, because I feel that hurting my friend. That's how it feels to me. And I think that's because what Harry Potter did was it really helped people like her. It helped me when I was vulnerable. It helped me when I was young. And the difference and the reason why I am I can listen, I've been listening to, to, to Kanye all day and all week trying to get ready for this, this episode, um, is that his music was was never really about like it was sort of about equality and it wasn't and it was anti-capitalist and it was but it was it was always these just this huge series of contradictions being put out there and this is the harshest contradiction this is the one that we can't really sit with and and I I can't I almost bought a Yeezy hoodie, but I didn't. I'm very happy that I didn't. First of all, because I couldn't pull it off. Second of all, because it's expensive. Third of all, because I don't want to support him in, in you know financially if I can avoid it. Um, but I, I do think there is something to the fact that his art didn't, at least for me, it didn't. What he destroyed was not the reason that I listened to his music. Whereas, you know, maybe uh, Morrissey of the Smiths, that's pretty hard because he really helped a lot of immigrants and people who felt ostracized by society. And then he shows up saying, well, immigrants are bad. I mean, that, that really affects it. I don't know if that's, if that's a, a useful, useful comparison to make. But I, I was surprised at how easy it was to listen to Kanye today <laughs> and yesterday. And it's not just because the music's great, but I, I didn't 
feel that anger um, or the, I didn't want to throw up the way I feel when I, when I see Harry Potter. Uh, yeah. What about you suddenly? What, what, what's, I guess like, I would, like, what are your general views on it and stuff like that these days? Yeah. Uh, these, these days it's, it's a lot different than those days. Uh, the days of, of Kanye talking out loud and sharing his, his antisemitism and his thoughts on white supremacy as a whole and, and how he can partner with with white supremacists to try to accomplish things politically or otherwise. And at that time it was, it was kind of like, all right, I'm, I've, I've lost the fight because I fought as a Kanye fan for Ye to be loved as much as I loved him by all. And I was like, no, there's, there's so much value in people actually giving this kid a shot, not just music wise, but from a philosophical perspective, like he's, he's, he shares such an amazing viewpoint of, of life as it is and how it can be. And it felt like he was not bulletproof, but he was um, able to absorb certain bullets to give us space to then run through and break the mold. And at some point, uh, and I, I don't know if, if we can always say mental health. Because I don't, I don't think this is mental health, and I don't. I'm not a doctor, so I don't even know. To be honest, I think it's more. If anything, it's a disease of success and of capitalism. And he told us, in on his first album, like you know, if you're going to chase this, it's going to corrupt you. And he chased it, and it either corrupted him or it allowed him to be exposed to things that he thought would be. Uh, enticeful enough for people to dig deeper into his music, his clothes, his empire, when in fact all it really did was get people like myself, like you, Andrew, to say, okay, well, we, we just can't hop on this boat and go on this ride anymore. Um, now, time heals all wounds. And for me now, it's like, I I think what what, what died was my attempt to have other people participate in the world of yay, because it's a toxic world. It's a world that has now been populated by white supremacists and, and other really bad people. So, so I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to talk about yay anymore. Like I used to, I'm not going to push it like I used to, but every time I listen to late registration, I get the feeling that I had when I was a kid and I, I can't, allowed that feeling to die because as much as he created the feeling, it's still my feeling. So I still have ownership of it and he can't do anything to rob that feeling. Just like Michael Jackson can't do anything to rob the feeling I have when I listen to no thriller. So that's where I'm at now. It's kind of like, it's now my thing and I can still love it. I just don't want to glamorize it like I used to anymore. Okay, so a few things I'm thinking about with that. First of all, I think like the reason it's still on like Apple Music and Spotify and all those places is because the music itself isn't saying the things he's saying now. The music, like he he's not like unless he like George Lucas is it and where it like where it's like H to the Hitler, just like you know, like something <laughs> Ew, like that. Oh, why'd you say that? <laughs> <laughs> 
Samson, get the damn Panzers. <laughs> you know, just like it's like he he didn't like he didn't like the music itself isn't saying that, and it's like an artifact of that time, and it's like um, yeah. So there's that. There's also like yeah, like you you're ruining your life and you're ruining my respect for you. How how dare you? take my memories you know how dare you take the 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 inspiration that you gave me how dare you ru- try and ruin that you can't ruin that i'm not gonna let you ruin that and stuff like that i feel i i feel and, and uh, by the way like there are times like it's it, for me now it's kind of more like cigarettes where like sometimes i'll like i'll like you know like listen to a song and be in that world and then afterwards i'll feel bad <laughs> i'll feel like really bad and like and like i'll try to like you know but like there's an element of like hey i'm full of shit too you know like i'm not perfect i'm not like um uh, and it just like makes like you know i want to do my best to be like a good you know a quote unquote good person a good blah, 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 ally blah, all that stuff but like i think i don't know it's hard so i i don't know because and I sort of said this in my in my my brief video that I did about it, but I think we'll look back on this time and we'll realize we are all really being played because there is a problem of white supremacy and and liberals like you know myself and like us for the most part. I know you're probably further left than yeah. liberal, but whatever. Leftists are being goaded into, and it's Kanye's fault. It's Ye's fault as well. He's saying these things. But we are spending a lot of time figuring out how to best ignore somebody from a marginalized population, how to ignore an African-American who has spoken up in the past. We're, you know, like that's what drives me crazy is I guess I shouldn't say crazy, but I do think a lot of this is is his mental health. And he says it. I'm not the one who says he has mental health problems. He's the one who tells us on his album covers, right? And he behaves that way. And he says he has that. And we have all of these ghouls, these opportunistic ghouls on both sides who amplify everything he says. And if they're on the left, they amplify what he says and says, can you believe he said that? And they get a a million clicks on that. And then if it's on the right, they go, can you believe that uh, our our black friend here also agrees that white supremacy is good? And then they amplify it. And he's just, he's, I think we're going to look back on this and see he's really a pawn in this culture war. He also has agency. He did say these things. He is saying odious stuff. He should be he should be told to shut that he's wrong. Okay. That's, he is wrong. And he's saying bad things. We can talk about that too, but it, it drives me crazy that Tucker Carlson is on the air right now while we're recording this. And he legitimately talked about the great replacement theory. And, and we, we haven't like, we haven't done anything. Like we haven't successfully fought that every second we talk about whether or not we should listen to power. We should be talking about how the fuck is there somebody who like, talks about the great replacement to, to like tens of millions of Americans every single night. And we just hope that John Oliver is going to take him out. Right. Oh, good. John Oliver took him out. So I don't know. I, because I'm teaching this class on rap music, it's, it's a lot of just learning about African-American history and just the amount of, the amount of times black Americans are scapegoated for bigger problems. And he did do something. He is bad. He is saying bad things. I'm not saying that, but that's, that's the other part that, that bugs me that like, I want to say to you, you know, Andrew, like 
instead of not listening to Kanye, I don't know, do it right to your congressman or something about yeah. Tucker Carlson. One hundred percent. Because I, I think that's like a that's like really helpful because it's like, um, I think the consumer like it, it's like the the it feels like the way things are set up is that the only way you could do activism is through consumerism. The only thing right. is like consume this guy because he's good. Don't consume this guy because he's bad. Um, don't buy from this place because they support, uh, anti-gay things, but do support this because it's like all that stuff. And it feels like it's just like playing into that whole system. It feels like it's not. And while that is something that's uh, yeah, you shouldn't give money to bad people. You should give money to like better. You should money is energy. Like money is like kind of like what you spend your money on does reflect your values. Um, but I think the thing that I struggle with is like, because it's just exhausting, like this whole system, this whole thing that I'm too tired. Like I feel too tired to write to my congressman. I feel too tired to, um, I think I have to like, that's one of those things I just have to like get over myself and like, um, you know, like focus on, like you were saying, the real ghouls, the real problems, like the, um, like with like, you know, g- gay marriage being like compromised in like Tennessee right, right now, and like, uh, like drag shows being banned, and like all the all this shit is like just, it's just so much. It's like, I don't. <laughs> I think I think this transitions nicely into like your don't talk about yay video. We're do- I'm doing a terrible job um, of that right now, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, first of all, like, why did you do, why did you agree to this? Like, I think there's like, <laughs> like you know, well, like, I mean, because, uh, well, because we're cool guys. We're yeah. Awesome. Like, well, well, no, because I don't feel like this is, this isn't of the moment. This doesn't feel like this is part of the reaction mill. This doesn't feel like, because the thing that really bothers me is the ecosystem because everything has a, has a media ecosystem that where people monetize things that happen, right? So the Oscars are going to happen and there's going to be a whole, just, just a whole flood of things that are going to be monetized in certain ways. And if we're all lucky, then we can have a Will Smith slap. And uh, like, you know, like, like how crazy is it? How many millions of dollars were made on that slap? It's probably like a hundred million dollars or something just from people watching news reports about it, just for clicking on it. And then we sort of forget what's at the core of it, which is, you know, the meaning, like what actually happened and what's the actual meaning. So what was bothering me was that the way people were talking about Kanye and talking about how problematic he is and how terrible he is, it was driving me crazy. I should stop saying that. It was bothering me so much because I felt like it was just feeding this system. It was just telling Tucker that he did the right thing. It's telling Stephen Colbert. And also it's sort of like, I, I you know, like and there's a, a right-wing comedian who, who used to be a lot more centrist called Adam Carolla. And I really enjoyed his work. He was very important to me growing up. And I watched some video by some leftist guy tearing him apart. I'm like, who the fuck are you? You're nothing compared to Adam Carolla. This is a shitty argument. He's a piece of garbage who needs to be torn down, but you don't love or understand him well enough to tear him down. I would accept Stanley tearing down Kanye, but for the most part, it was people who thought he wasn't an artist in the first place or thought he was stupid for being mean to Taylor Swift. And then they like kind of jump in and are like, oh, we already knew it. You know, like I, the, the whole discourse just is this weird sort of piling on that felt like it wasn't 
it wasn't helping to fight anti-Semitism and it wasn't helping to fight white supremacy. It was just making money off of Kanye being unwell or just saying bad things. And like, I feel the same way about like Nazis who love him now, you know, like, right. <laughs> like I can't imagine like a white supremacist, like bumping crack music. Like, yeah, I yeah. mess with this message is good, bro. You know, yeah. like, yeah. And I, I think that that's a really yeah. good point. Cause that's, that's what happens, right? It's like depending on, on where you're at and who you, not necessarily who you support, but what's going to benefit your viewpoint. You're willing to forgive a lot of things. I mean, the, the, the Oscars this weekend, like you said, like millions of dollars are pumped into this show. And I just saw on Twitter that it's no longer a red carpet. It's going to be a champagne carpet. And I was kind of like, well, that's sick. Then I caught myself. I'm like, wait, that's who cares? And also, <laughs> if these people were so invested in us as a general population, then they would just take these millions of dollars that are going into the Oscars and maybe help with, you know, uh, uh, with what's happening in Ohio or help with right. Flint or help with. You know, states like Tennessee that are doing really bad things from a from a legal or um, policy perspective, you know, they would help with that and say, forget our acclaim and let's just use our fame to actually fuel change. No more podcasts until we like solve like, you <laughs> Honestly, know, like, <laughs> like you cancel know? this right now. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like, so, so, so the, and that's where I used to fight about with when it comes to yay. Because mm-hmm. people would be like, oh, my God, you kind of did this and it's so bad. And, and I'd be like, well, A, he does a lot for me, for my life. And B, oh, you, he's yeah, a said lot. A, like, because you're Canadian. I did, eh? <laughs> and then Bay, because, <laughs> because he's done a lot for our society collectively. Like, I would argue he's the greatest pop artist of all time because he's really popularized art. Yeah. And the consumption, appreciation, and just the conversation surrounding all forms of art. So that alone is way more impactful than any movie that was shown this year. Yeah. I would argue. And so it's like, it's like, like, how do you then divide that? And it's, it just sucks. I think what, what you said, Andrew, about, you know, him failing us. Like, I don't think he cares. I don't think he ever cared about us. Like, like. Us. You know, he doesn't know me. You know, he doesn't, like, he doesn't know, you know us, right? Yeah. So, no, he doesn't care about us either. Neither you nor us. I agree, Stanley. He, right? Like, like, uh, and, and that's okay. And, and nor should he. Like, I don't care about a lot of things that I consume or that I participate in. I care about my family. I care about my partner. I care about my loved ones. The things I interact with on a daily basis, I care about. And so it's like, so, so he doesn't really care about us. I think what happens now is we, cared about him because he gave us so much and what he's given us now is like really bad fuel it's like tainted fuel and it's like i still need to get to work so i still need to drive my car so i still need fuel but i can no longer go to that source because it's tainted so now it's like now i feel like i can't go anywhere because what's better than kanye fuel I don't know. I haven't found it yet. Especially if you love art. I mean, that's, that's, mm. if you really love art and you love paying attention to art and popular art, all the better because you can really, really appreciate it. Now, yeah, there's definitely, definitely a void. I, I do wonder too, though, like, it's, it's interesting the, the whole, like, how this was the event and not, not the, 
not the abortion thing and not the meeting with Trump and not the slave slavery was a choice. Um, and that's something I've been working on in my channel. I sort of bring it up here and there sort of trying to talk about the history of anti-Semitism in rap because it's, it's a long standing yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, as I guess the token, uh, white male on this, on this podcast, I'm at least, I'm, I'm the most capable of talking about the way that my people have used anti-Semitism to keep everybody down for centuries. You know, that's just the policy. That's, that was just the, the way that, the way that it was done by my ancestors, you know, but like, I, I was just teaching the, uh, the OJ song by Jay-Z, you know, and, and in the middle of the song, he says, you know, how did the Jews uh, keep all the money? This is how they did it, you know, and it's this shocking thing. And he defends it by saying, well, he's saying lots of stereotypes about black people, too, so it's OK. Um, but the, when I taught that to my students, what I was trying to emphasize was that, like, there's just this feeling of, like, how did a marginalized group succeed? How did they succeed and maintain success? And and I, I wish that we could talk about that more. I mean, the anti-Semitism is terrible and, and it's terrible because anti-Semitism ends up hurting everybody. It doesn't end yes. up just hurting Jewish people. You know, like as we saw in Buffalo, anti-Semitism led to black people being murdered in a supermarket, right? That's who was killed because of anti-Semitism. It's, it's this feeling that I think happens with any marginalized group where if individual members get out of the morass, out of the injustice and manage to make it, their question is, how do we keep doing this? And there's no successful model that they can look at because the only successful way of maintaining head of, you know, of generational wealth up until now is to look like me. Like that, that's it to have my privilege and my wealth and, and, and this. So I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like a lot of it stems from that and then just gets poisoned and then gets, uh, and then gets manipulated and then gets, you know, the Ben Shapiro's and all the, all the real anti-Semites start popping in. But yeah. Cause like, um, the times like, you know, everyone says like, you got to build yourself by your bootstraps. You gotta, you know, if you, if you, uh, if you work hard, you could be like Jay-Z and stuff like that. It's, um, but you know, there's like the Tulsa massacre where like they try to like black wall street, they try to like, uh, circulate money within black businesses, black communities as torn down. And, uh, so like, I think there's an element of like some Jewish people, like they got to, um, because there was like immigration and stuff like that, like some Jewish people got included in the hegemony of whiteness, like some of them, like it seems to stem from like a place of jealousy and stuff like that. While I think I think it's jealousy, but I I, I want to be more more kind and say that it's longing mm. because and I think this goes to Dave Chappelle as well. Before I talk about other canceled people and his and all the stuff that he was saying, you know, that when he's talking about the the the, the progress that's been made in gay rights, it's this frustration. Like we've been here for four hundred years and we haven't made the progress that you've made in twenty. Right? Like that's the feeling. It's like this real sense of like. How do we, how do we as a people maintain the success that I have had individually? And, and I, I don't know, it, it gets manipulated and it gets twisted because yes. that's how white supremacy works. And mm. white people show up and say, yeah, they're, 
they're they're the ones who have a conspiracy. That very small group of people who statistically are, you know, they're the ones, not us. We're not the ones controlling everything, you know. The ones who've been controlling everything for 400 years are not the ones controlling everything for 400 years. Um, you know, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. That's, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be, I'm trying to be sympathetic to Jay-Z. And I think where Kanye came to it started in the place where Jay-Z was. Yeah, and, and I think also like like your personal. Well, first, I should say like like Tulsa succeeded, and because it succeeded, the massacres happened. Right, like they yeah. were succeeding in establishing a Black Wall Street, Black businesses, Black um, ownership, and then as a result of the success, the massacre happened. Right, um, and then with 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 a Kanye, I think what happened with him was he was feeling as if he was getting fucked over. And when he looked around, every time he got fucked over, there was a Jewish person that was involved. And so then he did a thing that like a lot of quote unquote white people do when they have one bad experience with someone who is not white, they then take that and throw it to the whole group. So they'll say, well, all black people do this, all Asian people do that and so on. Mm -hmm. When in actuality, individuals are individuals. So the individuals that, that Ye was interacting with Yes, they are Jewish, but he got fucked over not because they were Jewish, but because they were, you know, taking advantage of whatever contract he signed or utilizing his skill set for whatever purpose that the Jewish part had nothing to do with it. But when you have identifiers, it, it, it simplifies your hate, right? So it allows you to say, well, it takes too long to explain to people who Harley Pasternak is or which A&R from whatever you know, grab company is, it's easy for him to say Jews, right? Right, and so then when he does that, he's thinking I'm letting people know who's fucking me over. But what he's actually doing is now saying, "Hey, all of these people that we label Jews are Jews are bad, and here's why: because they're fucking me over, they're fucking America over, they're fucking the world over." Da 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 da, and that's where the anti-Semitism comes into play. But I don't think his initial intention was to be anti-Semitic. It was to let people know selfishly what was happening to him and who was doing those things to him that wouldn't allow him to, to become the trillionaire that he wants to be. Yeah. Right. And it always goes back to, it, it always goes back to the money. Yeah. And that's, what's really sad. Once, if you're not, if you're not directly impacted by the words, because if I was Jewish, I'm hearing anybody in any context say that, Hitler was a good guy. Like that is a no-go. If I'm a human, I hear anyone say that, that tends to be a no-go too. Um, so it's hard to try to say, well, what is it about his context that maybe led to this outburst? And it's fair for people to not want to dig deep into that conversation because ultimately the words and the actions are are the result of whatever context he was in. And that's on him. But for people like us, I think, who have a bit more invested in Ye as an artist, as a influencer, as a as a person, it there may be some validity to dig into that and to try to deconstruct it. Okay. So what let's let's see like what what do you think happened? What do you think led to this point? Like what do you what what do you both think? Like the is the context in? As soon as they like you, make them unlike you because kissing ass is so unlike you. 
I mean, I think that's a lot of it. I, I do think that he's sort of like, there's part of Kanye, and I hate to say this, but he's sort of an edgelord. There's part of him that's an edgelord. And, and he likes shocking people and he really miscalculated because he, he, I think, I think he sort of thought that he was, that he was bulletproof. I don't think he actually understood that there's a difference between liking Trump because he was the dad, because you say to the camera with glazed over eyes, he's like my dad. And it's like, all right, man, well, your dad left you when you were young. I understand everyone. I, I just did a whole class on, you know, Tupac got, got rooked by Suge Knight. You know, we all, we all are looking for weird dad, dad figures in our lives, you know? Yeah. And so I, I think part of him got, he's in, he loves the idea of making people unlike him. And he did there. It is a third rail that you are not allowed to talk about other marginalized groups. So you can talk about your own marginalized group to a certain extent, but you can't talk about other marginalized groups and attack them. And it doesn't matter if it's a question of gender or sex or race. Well, actually we, we allow a fair amount of misogyny, but still like that, he, he didn't really respect that that was the rule. And then when, or he wasn't capable, I actually personally think he was not mentally capable of, of knowing what he was doing when he was doing it. And then once people started saying, no, he, he was, he was back in the pants. He was back in, in Paris and he was being rejected from the fashion show. I mean, whatever it was that made I am a God is the same person that made the White Lives Matter t-shirt. It's just, it's in this wrong direction as opposed to being like, everybody love my fashion sense. It's like, uh, oh, wait. Oh, all right. Well then I, I better prove that I'm right. And I can, I'll die on this hill. Cause he, he's just the guy who just runs around dying on every hill. Right. Yeah, and I also think from that same album, uh, uh, throw a, throwing contracts at me, you know that N-words can't read. Right. Throw on some Maybach keys, fuck it, c'est la vie. So I think what happened is Adidas, The Gap, Balenciaga, Nike, Google, Disney, America, all these all these corporations were like, yeah, yay, like work with us, we're going to help you. And then we're going to be partners. And then every time you got fucked, but the biggest partner was Kim. I think, right. I think like Kim, like I, I was listening to Donda yesterday and I couldn't listen to, um, uh, Lord, Lord, I need you. Lord, I Come need on. you because, yeah. because it's like, Oh fuck, man. There was a time where you really were in love and, and the love was fueling, like positivity actually like was creating a, a balancing if you will kim was his that's a very mature song like yes or what it yeah right it was like hey i'm accepting this breakup and you know i'm recognizing the faults and you remember that time we used to go to to uh not walgreens but whatever the store was and <laughs> it was walgreens wasn't it was it walgreens was. when kim when that crumbled coupled with the bad contracts from his perspective that he had signed willingly because at the time he needed Adidas to become a billionaire. But once you become a billionaire, you start realizing, oh, fuck, like I'm in a bad deal. I want out. I need to create chaos to get out. Right. It's, I, I, again, this is why I think Kanye has not I think he's like you say, he's told us he has mental health issues. And I think that's one thing. But when it comes to all of this. I don't think it has to do with his mental health. It has to do with his pursuit of capital. And 
he was frustrated because he couldn't get those stores open. And then he was frustrated because he couldn't keep his wife. And so when he lost his wife and lost his stores, probably in both cases because of his own actions, he, he feels like he's in attack mode now. And who are the, who are the, what's the opposition to his frustration? If he can't look inwards, he's going to look outwards. And he's seeing the people who are causing these bad deals. He's seeing the people around his wife who are telling her, yeah, Hulu is going to be a really great move for you guys. Like he's seeing all these people taking advantage of his family. And he's just like, fuck that. I'm not going to let this happen. But what he's forgetting is while he's working on this individual closed-minded approach, that he's his power is actually in the people. And so he needs people to develop his power. And once he says things that goes against the people, like uh, slavery sounded like a choice, because he didn't say slavery was a choice, but, and I think it's important. I think the language is really important because it is. Because the reason why no one gets the quote right is because it kind of lessens the blow if you say mm-hmm. sounds like versus is. But, but either way, it's a really, really bad statement. One that should have gotten him canceled, right? To, to say something that, hey, it sounds like it's a choice. Right there, Adidas should be like, fuck it. Because Adidas needs African-Americans, black people to buy their shit. But for some reason, it wasn't as important as saying, I love Hitler and DEFCON 3 and all Jews. Both statements are really, really bad. And so the question is, like, how do we then learn through Ye how America or how capitalism views populations and views individuals who fuel population or popular um, habits, right? Because it's a buying habit, right? So we all say like, you know, it's, it's a very common thing to say black people are not a monolith. And yet we always say, if you have a black person there that says something, all of a sudden all black people are supposed to either agree or follow, right? But that doesn't make any sense. It's what it's either one or the other. And I tend to think it's more the non-monolith thing than we all just follow that one person, right? So Kanye says something stupid. All black people aren't going to be like, yes, we're going to follow yay. Because that just is ridiculous. Just like if a Jewish person does something, not all Jews are going are gonna to follow that person just because they're Jewish. It just makes no sense. So I don't know what I'm trying to say here other than okay, it sucks. I'll, I, no, no, I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm going to sort of... Talking about like strong thoughts, I'm going to say something that is going to sound like a hot take, but I don't actually have a problem with him saying that he loves Hitler. I, I think people that's a jump take, onto y'all. that that's because a it's hot. a hot, yes, it's a hot take. It's a hot take, but he put it in the context of being a Christian and in that way, or being a humanist, right? So as a human being, it is it is right to love everybody, even Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay, like have love, human love, mm-hmm. connection. You don't have to love what they do. You don't have to love what it is. And then beyond that, that's so far out. Saying I love Hitler is a way that he actually gives everyone the permission to completely dismiss everything he says. Because saying the Jews control the media 
is a thousand times more dangerous than saying I love Hitler. Nobody hearing that goes, oh, well, you know, uh, no, because we all hate Hitler. Even, the, even most of the Nazis are, are nationalists as well and dislike Hitler. So I, I found that interesting, the reaction to that line, that they acted like that was the gotcha line. But it wasn't. The gotcha line is him saying all the weird conspiracy stuff because that's the stuff that gets people killed. That The reason people were murdered at Tops in Buffalo was because of the Great Replacement Theory. It's because of the conspiracy theories. Not not because – anyways. So that, that's that's my hot take. I don't know if I dug myself out. At the yeah. beginning, Andrew said, are we afraid of what we're going to say? So, you know. <laughs> From the Christian perspective, it's interesting because like I think he's like – He's like super Christian now, and he's like the idea of the idea of like if Christ came to was alive today, would he be speaking and uh, uh, spending time with like Nazis and Republicans and sex offenders the same way he was doing the same with you know uh, in. Bible times, like, uh, you know, sex workers and lepers and tax collectors. Would that be the modern version of that? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like, so like the idea of like, I am going to try and love like everybody and like, and stuff like that. But I think the problem is like, he's not Jesus. <laughs> like He's right. not Jesus. He's not Jesus Christ. And so like the idea that, um, so it just reads as a sick man supporting like Nazism and stuff like that. I think that's what. Uh, also, it is. he's he's not he's not doing the research. So like I don't mean that in a do your research way, but like there are obviously positive things about the human being who was Adolf Hitler. Whatever the the Volkswagen cars is a good idea. All right, the Autobahn is a good idea. It doesn't. That doesn't mean anything he did was great, but whatever, right? But like that's like the minimal amount of research. But when he was talking, that's what really struck me in the Alex Jones thing is he just sounds like like an idiot. And he's not yeah. an idiot. He's a, he's a very smart person. But that's what really struck me. And now I'm thinking about it. When he was talking on Alex Jones, he sounded like – who was the guy next to him, the, the weird fashion Fuentes, next to him? yeah. Uh, it just sounded like he, like they talked on the way over in the limo and he's just sort of blindly sort of parodying, I mean, parodying whatever it was that that guy said. It, it didn't have like the, the, the brilliance mm-hmm. of, of Kanye. And I would expect him to be brilliant, even in being a complete idiot, you know, even in being a racist, I would expect him to be brilliant, but he just seemed just boring. Just like, you know? Yeah. 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 And then the comparison is going to make was to the white lives matter t-shirts. Like, because because he, he's not wrong. The way America is set up is to, you know, uh, ensure that white lives continue to matter. Hence why we call it white supremacy. So it's but it's like it's unnecessary to make that statement of saying white lives matter. And in the Jesus comparison, it's like if he was trying to rehabilitate or to help those who believe in some of these, you know, really right wing um anti-Semitic views, then that'd be one thing, right? If you're because Jesus hung out with the leopards to cure and to say, hey, everyone deserves to be treated like a human. The tax collectors would be like, hey, you know what? Although they're doing something negative, like there is something of value to them existing. And and Ye wasn't at least publicly not doing that. He was just platforming and dumbing down to this audience. And and for for that reason, that's why it's kind of like like 
that's not you, yay. Like you don't dumb down <laughs> unless yeah. you dumb down to be so smart. And and I just I'm waiting for that part where it happens to be so smart. And I don't know if that's gonna come. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't I I don't know. Like I think he's kind of lost it. Like generally. Like well, do, I mean, do, do you do you I mean I, I don't I know you're the I don't know if I saw it on your on your outline, but do you think that a redemption is coming? I'm, you know, you know what it is? I think I'm, it's not like I'm going to say I can never forgive him ever. I'll never, ever do it. Like it's because I don't believe that's true for anyone. I don't believe anyone is past forgiveness. I think there's things you could like, um, but it just feels like there's no, uh, I think he, I think the problem with that, even if he didn't like literally like if it's not as dangerous as like the, the actual conspiracy theories and stuff like that, I think he doesn't consider how that is hurtful and how that is in the context of the people hearing it and stuff like that. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's like the big problem. I think it's like, he never apologizes for anything he says because he just thinks it's some sort of like destiny thing, like whatever, whatever it is, like, even if it's bad, even if I like did like, I'm not going to apologize if, because like God ordained it. Like it's supposed to be this way to get to this end point and stuff like that. And I just don't see the end point happening. I don't see it. Like re- I don't see the end point being positive. If he keeps going down this way. Like I think he's too tainted. And then also, so like, say if there is some redemption it has to be, sustained consistent redemption it can't just be like a grand gesture like hugging virgil or like singing a kid cuddy song on stage and then tanking that relationship you know i mean like the thing about forgiveness is that i'm a very forgiving person i i like i was raised christian maybe just because i'm raised christian and stuff like that like because that's like just like what i was what was imbued in me from the start but the radical thing about forgiveness is you don't have to do it. Like you don't, no one, you don't have to forgive your parents. You don't have to forgive Hitler. You don't have to forgive. And Christian spaces like kind of force that down your throat as a virtue. Whereas the power, the, what makes forgiveness so radical is you don't have to do it. Actually. It's a choice. You can, you can choose to forgive um, him. You could choose to forgive anyone. Um, especially in this world where like our core values are about justice. I don't know. It's just like, I I just like, I don't forgive him. I don't, (laughs) I don't forgive him for this right now. Um, It could like, if, if I'm like proven wrong, I would love that. I would love that. I, 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 I pray, I prayed for that for so long. I wanted that to happen. I, cause I thought like, I thought like something like, even if I disagree with like the white lives matter shirt or like, you know, the slavery, that sounds like a choice thing. And like how it was delivered. I saw, I was able to like see what he was thinking about that. Like I was able to like understand why he did that, even though I don't think it was effective. I don't think it worked and it caused a lot of hurt along the way. Um, But with this, like, I think he's just like, I don't know. It's just it's it started from a good place, but I just feel like it got too tainted along the way. The, so. the Kanye story is like Star Wars episode one to six, okay? And <laughs> Ye is Anakin Skywalker. And right now, 
what we're living through is episode one to three. And we are in slaughter mode. Mm -hmm. Anakin just killed all younglings. He's full on the dark side. But what happens to Anakin? He becomes Darth Vader. And then he kills Palpatine. Well, that's right. Allegedly. Obviously, he didn't because of (laughs) whatever. Let's not talk about the the last three. But he kills Palpatine. And he actually is the chosen one. He actually brings balance to the force. So I think Kanye's story, and right now it doesn't seem like he's full on Darth Vader, but redemption is coming. I don't know when, I don't know how, but it is coming. Well, I, I know how. He's going to release a great album. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm it's not bigger than that. Honestly, I don't think no, the music no, no, will no, 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 no. this He's going to release a great album. He's going to be quiet for a little while. He's going to release a great album. He's going to distance himself slowly from these views. He's going to do interviews where he says that he was wrong. I think he will say he's wrong about the anti-Semitism. I think, I think to some extent he knows he is. I think he might convert... He might go nation of Islam. He might do something very radical that that's still very can, can be can be very anti-Semitic, but still, like I think he's going to have another like huge shift in his thinking. It's going to be public, and everyone's going to be super wary. But he's going to release uh, my dark twisted fantasy part two, and the humanity is going to come pouring out. And all of us, especially people like the three of us, are just going to be so happy that we have a permission structure to like his music again. And I, I think, I, I think, I, 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 but he will have to actually say he's wrong. And he hasn't done that yet. But I don't think that means he never will. Because, well, I don't know. And the other thing is, he's my age. And I'm like, man, I am like, I maybe would have been this immature when I was like 20. But like, damn man how are you like as old as me and like acting this immature and stubborn this is this is yeah. this is bad stuff this is like 70 year old stuff but anyways i I, th- I think it's gonna i bet it'll happen within the next five years but i i i, I would love that i genuinely would love that like i i don't like i think i'm just a little like um wary at the like i, I just like been burned too many times at like because i during donda one i was like He's actually, I think he might be on the upswing. I think he might be on the upswing. Like I like listening to like the second listening party. I was like, I wept through the entire thing. And like, just like the, when the Jesus Lord verse came on for the first time, it was just like, it really struck me like, oh, he's actually dealing with this grief. He's dealing with this, um, this chronic pain that he's felt for so long. Um, he's like, Mature, having a more mature relationship with Kim. Um, he's like leaning on God for um, respite for uh, uh, all this stuff. And uh, he's bringing all these artists together to make something beautiful. Like it was very collaborative. And then just like, it just like, it just like broke off so fast. <laughs> it broke yeah. off so fast. Like, it, it, like, I don't know. Like I felt like, it was that during that time was the cl- like probably the closest to like you saw the alternative path it could have gone down. You saw yeah. the the Larry Hoover concert happen. You saw like oh maybe he'll never he won't run for president. And we saw like 
I I just I genuinely think though is like as long as he's like running for president, I don't think it's gonna happen. You know, like yeah, I just no, feel like true. in within that structure, just like uh, that. I just I just don't see it. But you know, um, yeah, and I think I think yeah. that's why it has to be bigger than music because so he drops. Let's see, he drops Dark Fantasy Part Two. So so, but the thing with the Dark Fantasy at the time. One, uh, all he did was interrupt Taylor. I feel like that's the other thing. I feel like we should have saved our anger. <laughs> like that was nothing. Yeah, we, nothing. but it's all, rel- it's all relative, right? So we were pissed <laughs> yeah. then, but like, yeah. So all he did was piss off Taylor. Since then, he's done a lot more, including piss off. And this is where the monolith talk might come in, but piss off black people. Yeah. Right. So so when when Dark Fantasy dropped, black people were like, "Yo, this is our guy." And we're going to rally around our guy. We're going to support our guy. And that helped a lot because in America, it appears to me that like black culture becomes pop culture. And so if black culture says this is it, then America kind of accepts it. And I don't think that black culture is going to say to yay, yeah, dude, we're going to accept you right away. Because he's heard a lot of the black leaders. I mean, he's insulted a lot of the black leaders too. So, so there's that part. But I also think because he's on this, he's past music, he's now in world building phase, he's got to build the world. So if you're if you're the person that's going to bring redemption, then show us how you would build a city. Build that city. Build that structure. Don't run for president. Go somewhere, build that structure, and show us a utopian way of living. And I think that's what he's going to do. That's his way to redeem himself is to actually say, look, y'all, I know I said a lot of stupid shit, but when I have time, clarity and support, I can actually make the human condition better. And if he can provide us with that example, that concrete example, then I think people will be like, you know what? We get it now. And I think he's going to do it because I'm an idiot. (laughs) Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, it's challenging. I don't know. Um, you got the answer, Sway. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that's actually a really good that that's a very useful interview because that's the problem too. Like that interview, we all love that. That's like ah, oh, that's our yay. But that's the same problem. Like that's the same the same thing that we loved him saying. I am a god. I told you that's also this that comes from the same place. I think. As you know, the I, I like Hitler, so I, I, I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were mentioning that in your letter, Andrew, about about feeling a little bit guilty, and I do kind of I do kind of like that he's that he's a troll. You know, I, I do like that that he knows how to do that. You know, I've I've liked it from from George Bush doesn't like black people. To, I like that he interrupted Taylor. I thought that was great. I, yeah. So like, <laughs> I think like the part the difficulty is like he if we were to like be more generous to that troll take. Like he 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 got addicted to like these groundbreaking truth bombs and stuff like that, and you know it was George Bush doesn't care about black people, and then it was you know the Taylor Swift moments, and then I think just over time they just like became less. He couldn't distinguish what was actually true anymore. You know, I just like I, the 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 he watched that uh, Candace Owens documentary and said that like. George Floyd didn't die because of that policeman and stuff like that. Like, it's just like, he's like, so I just like feel like his judgment is completely shot 
like through capitalism, through his illness. Like I genuinely think he has like pure altruistic intentions, but like his addictions, his severely untreated chronic mental health issues, unspeakable, unspeakably horrible trauma inflicted upon him, his compromised moral judgment and his own personal choices, like just, but it, but it was, it was all true to him, right? Like when he said George Bush doesn't care about black people, I don't think he was saying in that moment, I'm going to speak a truth that is universally accepted. He was just like, I'm on this teleprompter. I'm on the, I'm going to say my opinion. I'm going to share my truth in this moment and damn the consequences of sharing that truth. Because contrary to what everybody else is doing, I will not just read a teleprompter. When he did the Taylor Mm -hmm. Swift thing, same idea. Like, it's like, I get it. And he actually said it again. Like, it's so interesting when you actually dissect the language. Like he said to Taylor, listen, I'm really happy for you and I'm going to let you finish, which he has no, um, it's a huge assumption to think you have the power to let somebody finish. Like it's not your responsibility or role to let Taylor finish. It's Taylor's moment. She can finish whenever she wants. But the what, what he said wasn't against Taylor. It was really just like a, in this moment, the truth that I'm seeing is that Beyonce had whatever, whatever. So again, I really think that and I wish, like in Hamilton, we were in the room where it happened. I wish we actually had Kardashian ca- cameras following Ye around these last three years. Because then we maybe really could understand why he got to the point where he was like DEFCON 3. Right? Because we don't, we don't know. Just like we don't know why he felt like he needed to say George Bush doesn't care about Black people. We just like the sentiment because in that moment, us the 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 left or the quote-unquote marginalized or the ones who want to give humanity a real shot saw that too so we agreed with it but i don't think he did it so that people can agree with it he did it because he was just like i his his mental health issue is that like he has this desire this need this urgency to speak his truth at all times and like any human he could be corrupted Right. So as he hangs out with with the Candace Owens and the Nick Fuentes and the Donald Trump, which is so that's what makes me sick. It's that we have to say that Ye hangs out with Candace Owens, Nick Fuentes and Donald fucking Trump. Like 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 that just makes me so mad. But anyway, so so I, I remember getting annoyed when he would say how excited he was to hang out with Elon Musk. I'm like, Elon Musk can't carry your dirty socks, Kanye. What are you doing being so excited hanging around with him? Yes. <laughs> but I would, I understood Elon more because Elon at the time was trying to world build. So 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 there was a comprehension from at least my perspective, whereas I don't understand how world building benefits when you include a Nick Fuentes or anyone that's aligned with with alt-right movements. I, you know, I, you're talking about like following him around. I think your your whole hypothesis really works. Your initial one from a little while ago. I really think you're right. I think he got pissed off about contracts and he looked around and it happened to be that the people who he was pissed with, the public face of those people happened to be from one group. And then he started to generalize and then he got dug into this idea and then he met people who helped him generalize while he was also externalizing all of his own problems. And sort of, I think if we had that camera to follow him around, we, that's exactly what we'd see. I mean, I, I had a friend who worked as a used car dealer 
and he just really dislikes people from India. I was like, what's going on? He's like, they're the worst because they have a different way of, of, uh, of trying to get bargains than, than we do in America. So they just have a totally separate way. And he took that personally as like, oh, every Indian is like this. When it's like, no, they just have certain rituals for how to haggle and they're different than ours. And like, I had to like talk him out of it because he was a totally normal guy who had this one weird bigoted opinion. And, and I imagine if instead of saying that, I was like, oh yeah, there's a huge car ring out of India that's been happening for the last 50 years. Oh really? You know, that I could, I could, that he could have got sucked into that. So, but it's incredibly stupid. That's the main problem. It's, it, it's, it's incredibly stupid to just think, Oh yeah, this is the problem. The the problem with Adidas isn't every single contract, every single artist. That's why I keep on going back to George Lucas. George Lucas is like the only artist who figured out how to get one over on the corporations with going back to episode one. He controlled that movie except for distribution entirely. But you know, you go back to that term world build, like Kanye had to do that and he was never going to be able to do that with clothes. All right. And so, yeah. Okay. So, I feel like we can't we we could sit here and speculate on what he's going to do and if it's going to be successful. I don't know if it I really don't think it is. Like I don't I I just like feel like again he's lost it completely. Um but I feel like I think we something we can talk about is like what can we do in the meantime? Like what how do we um you we, you had that video about, you know, don't talk about yay. You had that video about like the fact that we, we should not pass him the ball anymore because of his compromised mental state. Take him like as go to him and go, Hmm, what do you think? All like right now, you know, what do you feel like we should do now in the meantime, or if he continues on down this path or whatever, just, he's just not there. I mean, that's how I think of it. You know, that's when, when, when my channel, whenever I'm reviewing music, basically one in every three albums I review, you can hear Kanye's influence so strong. It's, it's painful. And, you know, it, it, the way I feel is just, he's just gone. He's just not here. I'm not going to say dead because it's good that he's not dead. That's the, that'd be the easiest way for him to get redemption, right? And I, I thought he was going to die with Jesus. I mean, I saw him perform in Toronto and then I went to go see him in Albany on the same tour because I was so sure he was so close, just how raw and how terrible he seemed to be doing. That's what I thought. Anyways, he's still around. But I, the human being that is that made all that art, to me, is just like, I don't know, just gone. I just I sort of picture him like flying through space and just like leaving behind these artifacts <laughs> that we can enjoy. And I think that would be the best if we just sort of treated him like that. And then when he's centered or when he's cognizant or whatever it is, then he can be back. But uh, maybe that's, maybe I'm being too uh, poetic when you ask me a direct question. Yeah. I think it's like, it's like eating at a restaurant and then you tried every single item on the menu and there are items that you're going to like and items you're going to hate. And if you go back to that restaurant, just order the shit you like. So if you go back to the yay restaurant, just order the stuff that you liked and you don't have to post about it anymore. You know, like just like if you go out and you don't have to say, oh, here's a picture of like the gram eats before before you do. 
like I think I think now for people who are yay fans, if you can find community where it's safe for you to have conversations that can explore all facets of yay, then awesome. But in places that that aren't safe, um, then don't 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 feel like as if you have to carry the the consequences of his actions over these last X amount of years. But do feel like he can still utilize that expression shot that he gave you with Jesus, that he gave you with you know college dropout, that he gave you with dark fantasy, like that he gave you the first time you put on that Yeezy hoodie that I still own and I haven't worn in like six months. <laughs> you know, like like there there should be a liberation, if anything, because now it's like you don't have to fight the fight. You you know, it's people are gonna already make their opinions it's up to yay to fight his fight now and i hope he wins but me i don't have to fight that fight anymore i can just enjoy kanye when i want to and and not use the negative stuff that he spewed as fuel as as uh uh, as a part of my identity because it's not because i'm not anti-semitic i don't love hitler like i these are not my statements i do feel like george bush didn't care about black people in that moment so i can still utilize that moment you know what i mean so i think that's where there's that freedom that he's given us to not just follow him blindly and to be fair single ladies is the greatest video of all time it is insane that was a bad taylor swift video compared to single ladies i know single ladies still won awards but it's that is one more thing about that thing like i this is what I have to wonder, you know, because like I'm obsessed with, with Taylor and, and Kanye because Taylor's been doing everything that Kanye can't for the last couple of years. And it's been crazy. Like she's 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 fucking over the people who own all of her music. She's creating her own world. She's taking on gigantic corporations. Mm-hmm. That's how that's the redemption. Oh, that's it. No. My my final dream of the Taylor Kanye album produced by Bon Iver. <laughs> that's that's what it's. That's how it's going to work. He's going to – oh, my God. Okay. Anyways, I just I just wrote the best possible timeline because that album is going to be great. Anyway, in order for him to pass her litmus test, everyone, right? Okay. And, and that album is called, No, I'm going to Let You Finish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good. Uh, are, are, I'm just, are you just I'm, waiting to get to the tier list, Andrew? No, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm concerned about this episode, like how this episode will be received too. You know, like I don't want it to be like, uh, yeah, I'll just be like, first of all, I'm worried it's like too pro Kanye. <laughs> like I'm too, like worried that it's like too in this time. Like, and then also like, I don't know. I I I was like, I was prepping this episode all day and stuff like that. I'm just like, well, the, the, the trouble that you're in, if you're worried about how to be received is that nuance is rarely received. And, and that's the thing is that, you know, I completely rebuke everything that Kanye has said about Jewish people and about, uh, for that matter, about slavery and about, you know, like I completely refute everything, but, there's no, that's not interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, like, um, and, and I'm not saying something to be interesting. I don't think it's interesting to try to have compassion for Kanye. I don't, I'm not saying it just to, to say that, but, mm-hmm. but I think it's more like, of course we are against it 
you know, like I would be interested to hear somebody who is, who fights for trans rights, who continues to listen uh, or continues to read Harry Potter and, and kind of get their opinion on it and, and hear what that would be knowing mm-hmm. that of course they're against everything that they're saying, you know, cause that, cause that's yeah. really the, the, that's really the, the nature of this, this question. It's more like it goes beyond art and artist because it also sort of goes into how do you like deal, how do you deal with it, with the, 2020s like how do you deal with these times <laughs> you know how how do we consume ethically can you consume ethically and then like like it's very uh, i don't know yeah i think and i think yeah. i think i hope that andrew if you do end up posting this episode that you include this part where you're questioning whether or not you should post this episode because yeah because that is really like your same professor sky like this is where the conversation actually is. It is not a conversation about Kanye West. It's not a conversation about his antics and his statements that have hurt a lot of people. The conversation is always about community identity and your place in the world, right? And it's like, there's something about the community that was built through Ye's music that is so powerful that despite all of these actions, we still come back and gather and have conversation. There's something really powerful that Kanye did with his music that helped us shape our own identity to the point that now we feel identity or they feel like our identity is being challenged because of what he's saying, even though in all situations, Kanye wasn't you, he wasn't me. Like we're all individuals, but he spoke so powerfully for us. Mm-hmm in spaces where we felt like we didn't have voices. And so now that he's speaking so powerfully against us in spaces where our voices are being silenced, it feels like you really can't have this conversation and share it. But like Sky said, like I, I think what makes this interesting is that we're not just saying the obvious, which is, yes, him being anti-Semitic is... A problematic at the very least and condemnable at the worst. Like we know, we know that the podcast would be over in two seconds, right? <laughs> but yeah. what's interesting is, okay, so can we figure out a context where someone who was so with the people is now so against the people? Like, like where, what's, what's the story? What's the thread that we can maybe unpack those who actually care enough about the story? Can we unpack it and then use our own critical analysis and our own personal stories to maybe find a way to either build, move on, replace, challenge, like, like all of these things that make life interesting. Mm. And you're also platforming me. <laughs> and and the reason that that I that my voice is important in this is because because I the white lives matter we know <laughs> is and and I talked about this on my on my West Side Gun uh, video that I did a little while ago, but the real enemy is white supremacy, and the way that Kanye is being used is the real white supremacy. Yes, he is saying things that are white supremacist, and that's a problem. But the way he's being used is the actual devil. That is the actual thing that is getting people hurt. 
more than just what he is. So at the very least, you're platforming me to say that again, yeah. to, because it's really important hmm. because we are too easily fooled into going, white semitism i mean white 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 supremacy is bad it's true but if that's all you can say then you're not actually getting to the real levels mm. there's levels there's layers as push a tease has told us yes. right and the real layers are when when anti-semitism goes black people get murdered that's the truth that's the actual path jewish people get murdered and black people get murdered that's the way that it hurts and we're so busy kind of just saying, he said, I love Hitler. We're getting lost in these things and, and we're not seeing the way that this whole system is acting upon him and mm -hmm. pushing him. He's more of a pawn than he's ever been. You, and yeah, he's trying said, to be free. I just, I just wanted to say Vader Palpatine. What you explained is it. exactly it. He's Vader, yeah. Yeah. but there is a Palpatine that is there lurking is. and dictating all of Vader's moves. Now, Vader still killed a lot of people. Yeah. They did a lot of bad things. But, but also, Vader fled from slavery. Yes. And ended up, through his extreme belief, becoming the biggest slave he ever was. Yes. So, like, his quest for freedom led to the worst form of slavery, which is exactly where Kanye West is now. He's the least free he's ever been while trying to be the most free. Yes. So, yeah, because yeah. that pursuit of capital ultimately is the devil's trick yeah and he fell for it yeah even though he knew like again he t he told us like if you do <laughs> this did. you're gonna fall <laughs> yeah and yet he did it and he's fallen so okay so if that's the real like if how he's used is the real like enemy and stuff like that um and how he's talked about is not helping because like I wrote like the pros and cons about speaking about it, like the pros would be talking about it. We could show solidarity for those who are hurt, infected, um, solidarity with fans who are confused and hurts like in our community. Mm -hmm. um, we could dispel misinformation. Uh, we should be informed. Uh, modeling behavior. If I if Sky, you say you should write to your congressperson, you should do that, then I'll go, oh, okay, that's what I'll do. You know, you know. so that's good. Um, emotional inventory regulation, keeping it to yourself is a form of self-harm, like just like holding it all in all the time. Um, and then also like the silence is violence thing. And then uh, the Ellie Vissel thing of like, we must always take sides. Neutrality always helps the oppressor, never the victim. And then like the cons would be by paying attention to these things and letting us affect them, we're giving them power. Um, we could uh, sites like Twitter and Instagram feed off of our outrage and emotion and stuff like that. Like when we, because it's like a company and make needs to make money instead of like growing the number of people who use it, they need to like engage, keep us engaged and stuff like that. And the best way to do it is like making us angry and stuff. Um, we could play into the hand of oppressors. Like, but like by sharing that picture of that banner, like you actually are doing their job for them a little bit, you know, yeah. um, the, the con of speaking about it is like, it could be performative. Um, the con could be, we're using the master's tools, quote unquote, we're using activism through consumerism. And then like, we're just like feeding an algorithm, like, and it drains us and makes us 
unable to do anything actually effective and stuff like that. Oh, I'm just like a little like I'm just a little lost. I like it feels like a lose lose situation, you know? Yeah, but I mean, I I don't know. It's 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 really hard. I mean, when I was in high school, I was so angry at at cigarette companies that I stopped I stopped eating any food that was owned by a cigarette company. Uh, and back then, Kraft and Nabisco were both owned by by tobacco companies. So oh. like, I didn't eat any Oreos or whatever it was, right? Like the number two and number three. No, number one, number two, prepared food in America. And then I extended that to alcohol because I was super straight edge, you know. And and Universal was bought by Seagram's. I don't hold you personally responsible for that, Stanley, as a Canadian, but I was quite upset about that. Uh, for a brief period of time, Seagram's owned Universal. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. I'm never going to go see another Universal movie again. And then Casino came out, and I saw it four times in the movie theater. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I, what I what I eventually came to understand is that what really mattered was that I didn't abuse alcohol. What really mattered was that I provided a good model for my children, how I am with alcohol and how it's different than the way my parents were. And that like uh, I was going to concerts and the concerts had uh, – concert hall made all their money off of alcohol. So I was supporting it that way, supporting it this way. The whole cancel game, the whole art and artist game – is so impossible. And I've been talking about this forever. There is a Rolling Stones song that is on an album where he talks about fucking a 12-year-old, tw- okay? Mm-hmm. I know you're only 15 years old. He said, I only know I'm 12 years old, only 12 years old, but I don't need your ID, okay? The song's called Stray Cat Blues. It's a great song. I used to play it on guitar all the time. I'm not in favor of people, of grown men having sex with 12-year-old girls. My behavior says otherwise. My love of the Rolling Stones says otherwise. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like... It makes sense that we focus on Kanye because he's such a big figure. He's such a huge face of this whole thing. But I I don't know. I mean, uh, there are so few artists that are not cancelable. I mean, I mean, historically, definitely, because if we go by modern day standards, then then everybody in the past is is basically unacceptable. Um, not just artists, then, institutions. Yeah. Like yeah, every, especially institutions. <laughs> like you think about our political institution, our education system, our healthcare. Like all of these things should be canceled, and yet we support them. Your tax dollars go towards, you know, things that you don't necessarily agree with. Yeah, you know, your country was run by a president that I don't think neither of you voted for. You know, like 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 I like I think what what I'm getting from First Sky is that like I I think the Kanye lens is interesting to me because i have a personal investment in yay but we could talk about all of this stuff without kanye Mm. yeah you know and these are conversations should happen without kanye west being part of it so yeah so like i think that's a good that's even a that's a that's a just a bigger question of just like how do you live an ethical life like in this system like what the like, like it's like um i made a joke the other like on like you know just like Okay, I gave up. Like, I'm officially out of the yay like fandom, and now I'm a Disney adult. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like <laughs> right. that's a joke. Like the idea of just like there's no anti-Semitism there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like first of all, the like even if we take out like the D- Walt Disney as an anti-Semitic person, like current Disney is bad. <laughs> like current Disney yep. is corrupt, and like they exploit workers, they do all this stuff, and they support bad bills and whatever. Um, it's like, it's the reason it's very hard. Like, it's like, 
when you pull this thread, it, it feels like the whole thing comes apart. And there's a part of me that's like, doesn't want to do that completely. You know, like, you know, like, I don't want to like. Then why would you start with Kanye? He's the best thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's like. That's the whole thing. It's way better to give up Disney than it is to <laughs> give up Kanye. I mean, I'm, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I, I am currently not listening to Kanye on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I'm not like necessarily boycotting him, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't enjoy it. It's, it's hard for me. So I'm, I, I am a little bit on that realm, but I, I think also too, it's just, it's the sort of the internet culture and, and all the kind of weird things, the sort of capitalist hellhole that we're in and the idea that it, that it matters when, you know, like how do you lead an ethical life? Um, just like in your personal life, be good to the people who you have an obligation to in a professional life. Don't be a pig fucker. That's it. Like, <laughs> like, there you go. You know, like, like don't be a hedge fund manager. That's like step one. Uh, don't yell at your kids. You're basically three quarters of the way there. Whether or not you listen to Kanye is not that big of a deal, you know. I don't know. Right? Yeah, I do agree. It's like it's like he may be a lot more of a scapegoat than we think. I think that that's the that's the the only defense. What he's doing is bad, but he's not as bad as Tucker Carlson, and Tucker Carlson is paying no consequences for it. He's not as bad as as most of this whole sphere of people who are influencing all these people and. But we can all just focus on the the greatest artist and the richest black man in history and all that stuff. You know, like if you take a historical look back when you live in the country that has the FBI, you know, bugging Martin Luther King and everything, historically, the sort of anti-black conspiracy part of this, uh, which I don't think this all is. I don't think this is all an anti-black conspiracy, but I do think that's part of it. I do think that history does play into it. And I do think we'll see that. And I don't hear people talking about that enough because the second that you say that you're like, Oh, so you agree with anti-Semitism? No, I don't. Everything he's saying is odious, but definitely, I mean, come on. I mean, what, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like him, he's uh, anyways, I don't know. Yeah. Cause like, I think the thing that he misunderstands and that, we, you know, a lot of the general public misunderstand is that like black celebrities don't have actual power. And right. like uh, uh, the same way that like Jewish people in Hollywood, they don't have actual, there's no Jewish presidents. There's no like, yeah. um, you know, like the fact that like Ye's like he'd go from 9 billion to 400 million in like two days is shows that he doesn't it's like kind of like he was invited to the cookout of like billionaires and stuff like that right you know no what what it shows is that we need to start to redefine power because if we define power by simply your financial kind of gains then yeah you're never going to win unless you are one of the you know small elites quote-unquote elites that have controlled this system and gained the system forever so how do you how do you rob a billionaire without going into their bank account you change the value of the billion. Yeah. Right? Mm. And all of a sudden, if you actually start thinking, well, yeah, you know what? LeBron James is way more powerful than any of these trillionaires because LeBron James has become a voice for a population that is growing every single day. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, so that's what I'm saying, right? So no one man should have all that power. So you can use <laughs> Kanye's music to then fuel conversations surrounding 
white supremacy or capitalism or yeah. redefining words because the, the words that we use and how we attribute them to our social realities can also influence people into believing that the only way out of it is by making $9 billion and staying a billionaire. That's not how you get out of this financial jail. You get out of it by actually saying, we're going to devalue completely this concept of money and just trade your skill set for another skill set and let us all build together. That's that's the way out, right? Yeah. That's what Kanye was talking about all the all these years. And that's what he's still talking about, right? He's still talking about building community. It's just that he is a sucker for the finer things in life. And so he's he's fallen to the trap of, hey, I'm only valuable if I'm a billionaire. Yeah. But when was Kanye the most valuable? Late registration. Yeah. George Bush doesn't care about black people. That's when his yeah. value was at its highest, I would argue, is at that moment when he wasn't a billionaire. He was still under Jay. He was on his second album. He wasn't the influencer that he is today, but his value was at its highest when he made when he said those words on a telephone. I mean, it's it's hard to say. I, I do agree that the question of value and power is all messed up. I sort of keep going back to the story of OJ, the, the Jay-Z song. Uh, and I mean, he's actually kind of copying a, a Kanye song for that matter, because one of the, I forget the song of the first album where he talks about, you know, even if you have a Benz, you're still a- All falls down. All falls yeah, down. all falls down. Yeah. Like that, that really is the trick. And the story of OJ is so interesting. And maybe Jay-Z is the only counterpoint that we could really look to to study to how to do it. Because- Jay-Z figured out how to make all the money and still get actual power and be close to power and still be artistically relevant at the same time. Um, but still, he still mainly defines himself by money. But Yeah, because Jay-Z didn't world build. He built his world within the system. Yeah, he, yeah, he didn't change the way people yeah, think. <laughs> he's more an agent than a, than a Neo. Yeah, mm -hmm. Right, like he's a good agent. Wow. We're jumping all over, uh, <laughs> jumping all over sci-fi. But, he, but he never actually broke the system. He's just kind of like, "Yo, yeah. guys, there's a way of actually gaming the system, and I'm going to show you how to do it." Yeah, and either follow me or don't. But I'm going to, and he did show you how to show you how to move the room full of vultures. Right, like he showed you. He's he was showing Kanye how to do it. Yeah, but Kanye was like, "No, fuck that. I'm not trying to." Um, just be a footnote in this world that we live in. I want to create the new Sistine Chapel. I want to create the new yeah. world. And at some point he got lost because ironically by him wanting to create a new world, he provided so many cool ideas and was so right for so long that he then believed in his own hype. And when he started being wrong more often than not, he still believed his own hype and people around him were using him. So they believed it too. They said, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. Slavery does sound like a choice. Now let's go make more shoes. Yeah. It's like, I think, okay. So like that goes into the question of like our own culpability, our own, how, what, what percent are we culpable and how do we make up for it? If we are. Point zero 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 one. Yeah. Uh, like unless you own like stock in, I don't know, Universal Def Jam or something or Adidas or I don't know. I mean. 
what 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 we're just music fans Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're not really influencing anybody. I mean, I suppose I'm a teacher, so, uh, you know, and, you know, we have a platform. So I guess if it's terrible to bring nuance to this, con- if, if bringing nuance to this conversation promotes white supremacy, which I don't think it does, but in the event that's what someone thinks, I suppose that could be 0.000002 blame. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't, I mean, Maybe I'm just being cheery. Maybe I'm just being an overconfident white man. But uh, I I don't think we we should feel bad about preparing a tier list of our favorite Kanye music. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say I would say yeah. I think I think just like anything else that's happening socially, there's like how do you contribute to a conversation and how do you display your own morality, right? So you know, when I was a kid. And we talked about this, Andrew, on the Kendrick episode. But when I was younger, the the F word was something that was used. And we didn't understand what we were actually saying, but we used it. And looking back, it's like, no, when we used it, it was a very, um, in a very negative perspective, very negative sense. And so today I I do not use that word. And and there's no context where I would allow myself to use that particular word. So, so I think there is a uh, there are actions that we can take to display our humanity in a way that we see hu- humanity progressing, right? And a lot of it comes down to words, which is why Kanye's words were so impactful because he used the wrong ones. Um, so I think I think the language that we use could be is is up to us, and and I, I think that you know just like the Chris Rock in his new stand up talked about. The difference between Michael Jackson and R. Kelly in in terms of people listening to their music is that Michael's catalog is actually oh, good. Oh, man. I like R. Kelly. So, <laughs> so <laughs> which, yeah, I mean, like, uh, that's, but it was a funny joke. Like, it's like, it's better. It's, 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 like, it's better and stuff yeah, like but, that. Yeah, but, but it's, like, it's a, generally the same crime. Yeah, so. it's like, R. Kelly like, writes all, he plays every note. He's like, he is like Prince. He's the closest thing to Prince. I don't listen to R. Kelly anymore either. But R. Kelly never got the credit he deserved. And then he became a monster. It's terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And the problem with R. Kelly's music is that too much of it makes you think, oh, fuck, he's talking about the shit that he did. Yeah. Yeah. One, like, because that's the Woody Allen problem, yes. too. Is like, yeah. it, like, it's. And the Louis C.K. problem. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because they were telling you what they were doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Louis C.K. is like, ah, I love jerking off on people. <laughs> and it turns out he loves jerking off on people. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know who else was telling us what he was doing? Kanye West was telling us. That's right. Right? From from the get-go. He said, I ain't gonna eat, even going to act holier than thou because fuck it. I went to Jacob with 25 thou before I had a house and I'll do it again. I want to be on one Sixth Park pushing the bends. I want to act all um, holistic like it's all, all terrific. Right. And then, so he's telling you at that moment, this very first album is like, guys, like, I know I'm preaching, but I'm actually fucking flawed. But I'm going to yeah. keep preaching because what I'm preaching is actually the right thing to preach. But while I'm preaching, mm. I'm gonna watch a lot of porn. Yeah. And while I'm telling you, like, like, why are you falling for this capitalist system? I'm gonna spend all my money on bends and rims again. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting thing. Like, that's like, um, we'll wrap this part up soon. But like, that's like the. I think that's the most interesting conclusion to make is just like we know that you know capitalism like is bad and poisonous on many ways and we still you know like 
uh, take part in it, basically. Like, we can preach all we want about it, but we are still, like, aiding it by speaking about it, you know? So it's like to break free, like, from... Is it is it just like accepting that you're just gonna like most people are just gonna like live a life like this and stuff like that and like yeah like I'll say these things that are good and I'll like say I'll like you know preach anti racism I'll preach like all this stuff but ultimately my impact will be very small and stuff like that like is that just like what we're gonna like should that be the ex- like what we accept as our lives or should we push for more and you know you know what i mean like well i mean we we don't i mean we don't really have a choice like we can have personal protests you know and and i voted for bernie twice and i'd vote for him a third time you know like i personally believe that we should be reforming our economic system so that it's more equitable but if you look at the facts we live in a country and a society at large that doesn't want that like they don't, they, they, we look around, everybody wants the wealth gap. Everybody wants it. The poor people want the wealth gap. What are we supposed to do? We can't do, we can't do anything. Since Reagan, we haven't elected a president who's done anything even close to even doing a little bit to make this a less of a capitalistic hellscape and people seem to want it. So all we could do is try to tell them, Hey, maybe we shouldn't want this. And if we tell enough people that things can be better and that things can be more equitable, but but I mean, I, I think I think you're giving us too much credit, Andrew. I, I think we're a lot more powerless, and I think there's freedom in that powerlessness um, because it allows us to enjoy uh, Michael Jackson's music um, a, a little bit while we're, you know, uh, not not working at a hedge fund and, and not, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I would say like 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 you're you're looking at it from a small fish, big pond. But mm-hmm. if you want to be a big fish, get a smaller pond. So, hmm. so if you're thinking, well, you well, how can you influence or, or have an impact on the world or the country or your state? You're, you're a very small cog in that, right? Like, like unless you yeah. become a politician and you, and you push for more reform, you know, you're a very small cog. But if you think about your immediate community, your you're a country that's filled with people that know you, that love you, that care about you. Those people that know you, love you, and care about you, they probably know that you still listen to Kanye and he don't use that as a reason to cancel you from their lives because you, A, bring value to their lives and you have context where even if you're listening to Ye, you're not saying I'm supporting him in all shapes and forms. So, so I think like if you just, if we start small and then from there maybe you can build a little bit and then build a little bit and then see where it goes Mm -hmm. yeah i love that yeah the last thing i'll say is just like like it kind of reminds me of like um sometimes i'll like listen to like health instagram people talk about like food and stuff and like they i think the guy was like you have to destroy the idea that there's some such thing as like bad food, like pizza's bad and like donuts are bad. You can never have them. Otherwise, you know, it's bad and stuff like that. And then like what that attitude does, it is that it just engenders more shame engenders like, and it makes you more likely to do it. It makes, it makes you more likely to have, um, 
uh, an unhealthy like attitude towards food of just like if I'm like resisting, 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 and then I binge, like it's more about having like a healthier relationship to the music and stuff like that to like, okay, this is just like my espresso that I get so that I could do something positive and stuff like that. This is like, um, this is not a definition. This does not define his actions do not define me. You know, I have like very, um, you know, and then, and then it's just like, can't like, it's kind of like rebuilding your foundation, like my foundation a little bit. Just like, can I rebuild my foundation outside the identity of yay? And then can there be a little space for him? Like using Stanley's metaphor, like, can I use, can I take a little bit for like, I don't know, like hang a poster on my wall or something like that, you know, like, I think that's like where it like destroys me is like my identification. It's like, it was, it really fucked with me. It really like made me like so sad and miserable all the time. And like, now that like, I'm, while I am like still figuring out who my, what my identity is and stuff like that, like, I am also like so much happier. I'm so much happier that like, um, while I'm, you know, sometimes I do listen to it and stuff like that. My identity is not completely tied to him. And like my emotional well-being is not, uh, he's not in control of that, you know? So I don't know. It's, it's funny. Like I, I, um, so I've been dating someone for, uh, eight months now. It's amazing. Like she's great. She's awesome. She's perfect. But, um, but there was a time where I couldn't imagine, dating somebody uh who didn't pass the yay test like it's like it's like you're gonna be with me you have to be obsessed with kanye or allow me to be obsessed and basically like impose my yayness on you at all times and with her i i don't feel that need i don't feel that responsibility like, i don't feel like it's my responsibility but like you know as as a member of the yay club i have to make sure <laughs> that you are part of this club too it's like no like like, fuck it, you know, do you want to watch Genius? You don't? Okay, cool. Like, I'm okay with it. Whereas there's a yep. time where I'd be like, you don't understand. It's the greatest documentary of all time. You need to watch <laughs> this now for 10 hours straight, you know, like, and I'm going to test you afterwards. <laughs> so I think you're right, Andrew. You're like, it, there's something cool about knowing that although Kanye contributed to so much of my, I wouldn't say my identity, because he's so not like, I used to tell people like, I don't want to meet Kanye West. This is when he was he wasn't yeah. anti-Semitic. I, I would say I, I wouldn't want to meet Kanye because if he was an asshole to me, it would just ruin the perception I had of him. Whereas And he definitely would be an asshole he, to you. There's there's <laughs> right? no doubt. Whereas I always wanted to meet Kid Cuddy because I'm like, you know, I could party with the guy and then whatever and happens. Be happens. An too. And I, but I was I was okay with that <laughs> yeah. too, right? Like you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? But so 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 now it's like the myth of Ye is kind of gone a little bit. And now there's just a reality of him being the greatest pop artist of all time and problematic at times. Uh, so yeah, let's move on to our next part of the episode. Um, all right. Yeah, any, any other like thought, any other final thoughts, any other things like um, about this part of the show? <laughs> like, I guess. No, this is great. I just, I, I, I hope you get out of, I hope you, feel better about things 
I hope I haven't said too many scary things that make you think that you're going to look bad. I, I don't think I have, but maybe I'm, I'm too cavalier. Um, so yeah, this is the end of this episode. Um, Sky, uh, thank you so much. Do you have anything you'd like to plug for the, like we were going to release the episode in two parts. So like, do you have anything you'd like to plug that, you know, people can check out and stuff? Oh, me? Um, yes. I would, I would like people to watch my video about, uh, West Side Gun where I talk about, uh, white supremacy yeah. and, uh, I, I think that's the best that I, work that I've done on this topic. It's the so one good. I did yeah. about we don't talk about yay is okay, but I think that was really my best work. And if you liked anything I said, and don't just think I'm I'm a, an, apolo- an apologist a monster, uh, you can check that out. You know, Professor Sky. Uh, so let's. Uh, uh, you can follow like uh, Stanley. Uh, people can follow you at Snapstan on Instagram and uh, SPXSP Music and stuff like that. Or, right? Yeah, yeah, but let's 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 get everyone on Sky's channels because yeah, yeah. I don't want Sky to get canceled from today's conversation. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can follow me at Andrew Ambrose Lee on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, and you can follow the show at IBMTLTT on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Instagram and TikTok. And uh, yeah, uh, all right, bye, <laughs> bye, everybody. <laughs> Um, oh, Sky, what do you like to what, what song would you like to end this episode off with? Oh, um, that uh, Rolling Stone. Whoopity Scoop! Whoopity <laughs> <laughs> no. Scoop, yes. Yeah. Uh, all right, thanks. Like, let's play that out. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Click. Whoopity Scoop. Scoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee scoop dee poop. Poop dee scoop dee scoop dee whoop. Whoopity Scoop whoop poop. Poop dee dee whoop.